0: Word of welcome to all of you today. We're really glad that you're here as we continue this series that we are calling Apps for Life. Now, before I get to the message, uh, I want to give you just a little insight into something that goes on in my head when I'm writing a sermon. One of the things I do when it's my week to preach and I've got a sermon to write is I I try to picture like a handful of people that I know are probably going to be in worship that weekend, and it, and it helps me kind of think through how to explain things or uh, what things to emphasize and things like that as I work on a message. Now, this week, as I was thinking about preaching this weekend, there was one person that, that just kept coming to mind, and that was me. So, uh, so the sermon's for me this morning. If you guys want to listen, you're welcome to do that, but... Uh, um But seriously, would you bow your heads and would you pray together with me? Lord, I pray that the words that I am about to speak this morning and the thoughts that we together think as we meditate on your word for us, as we meditate on your will for our lives, Lord, I pray that that would all be truly acceptable in your sight, O God, who is indeed our rock and our redeemer, amen. So we've been looking through this series at our apps on our phones, the most popular apps that we use. And we've been studying those apps not because of the apps themselves, but more to to say what does it say about us, about how we live our lives based on the fact of how we use those apps. And uh, we've been looking at this verse as kind of a theme verse for this series, this idea that we should think carefully about how we live Now, the reason we do that is not because God will love us more if we live in a certain way, because God already loves us fully and freely and completely. Uh, The reason we think about how we live is not because we think we need to earn our way into heaven. We know heaven is a gift that God has already given us, just as he has given us that love and relationship with him. No, we we do it because in response to that love and grace, we want to use the lives that God has given us uh, to our best advantage. So we want to think carefully about how we live. And this week, we want to think about how we schedule our time. Now, whether you use an app on your phone to schedule your week, or whether you've got an old-fashioned calendar that hangs on the wall, or or maybe it's just post-it notes that you stick on your fridge, whatever it is, to help you know where you're supposed to be when, how many of you would say your calendar looks an awful lot like that one? Yeah, Now I was thinking, what about people that are retired, right? You guys have all the time in the world, right? No, and I've found out that that's not true either, right? Uh, people have told me that they're, when they're retired, they actually have more stuff to do than before. So, so we want to talk about that a little bit this week. We want to talk about this idea that, that we schedule ourselves so completely that our lives are so busy and so hectic. Because, you see, there's a principle here we want to make sure we don't forget, no matter who you are, God has given you the same number of minutes in every day. We all simply have 24 hours in a day, 1,440 minutes a day. That's all we get. Now, you know, when it comes to other gifts, sometimes God gives more to others than, than to us. God might give some people more money than he gives others. Or God might give more people some talents or abilities than he gives others. Or God might give uh, some people more patience than he gives others. But the reality is, we all get the same amount of time. And, uh, and I don't know about you, but the way I tend to use that time leaves me most often feeling overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. That's actually a title of a book by Brigitte Schulte, Um, Overwhelmed, Work, Love, and Play When No One Has the Time, and uh, and, and I certainly feel overwhelmed a lot when I look at my calendar. Now uh, I love this quote from the book, look at what it says, the hectic pace of our lives does not result in death, in other words, it doesn't kill us, but rather as ancient Athenian philosophers observed it in never beginning to live. Do you feel that way? That maybe because your calendar is so full, it seems like you never get a chance to really live? We want to talk about what God has to say about that this morning. And the first question we have to ask is, why do we do it? Why do we do that to ourselves? Because really, we are doing it to ourselves. I, I remember uh, years ago I was sitting in my office uh, over at our Kimberly Way location and uh, I was sitting there with a, a guy by the name of Sandy Jett who was uh, our executive director for ministry at the time and I was complaining to Sandy that I was just too busy, that I just had too much stuff to do, that, that my calendar was just too full and I was, I was kind of going on and on and on in a little pity party there complaining about all this stuff that, that I had to do and, and Sandy looked at me and he goes, I know somebody that can help you with that. I'm like, really? Who? He goes, here's what you do. Go out of your office, go down the hall. There's a restroom down there. Go in the restroom and go by the sink and look above the sink on the wall and the person you see, that's the person that can help you. He was making a good point. See, the reality is, if my calendar's full, it's no one's fault but mine. I'm the one that says yes to stuff that maybe I shouldn't say yes to. I'm the one that that schedules stuff to do that I really want to do, even if I don't have the time. Ultimately, I'm the one... Ultimately you're the one that's in control of your calendar. So so why do we fill it? If that's true, if we don't like being busy, then, then why do we make ourselves busy all the time? Well, I'll suggest three reasons to you this morning that, that I think are right for me and maybe they'll be right for you too. First of all, filling my calendar makes me feel successful. It really does. See, there's this, there's this idea in our society that the harder you work, the longer you work, the more successful you will be. And by the way, study after study tells us it's just not true. So a study this week where they analyzed people that worked 55 hours a week and people that worked 70 hours a week. And guess who actually got more done? The people who work 55 hours a week. And you're going, well, wait a minute, 55 hours a week is still a lot. Yeah, it is, but honestly, I've seen other studies that say there's not a whole lot of difference between how much you get done in 40 hours a week to 55 hours a week. The fact is we have this idea in our heads that the harder we work, the more successful we will be, and there's two problems with that. First of all, we're judging success the way the world judges it, not the way God does and, and second of all, the reality is your success and failure doesn't depend on you at all. It's in God's hands. That's what God teaches. So when we think that by filling our calendars we're making ourselves more successful, it's just not true. Here's, here's a, another, um, an, another reason I think we do this, at least I know I do, and that is filling my calendar makes me feel more important. All right? When someone asks me to do something, there's this little voice in my head that says, they need you, right? And if you don't do this, no one else could do it as well as you do. And, and all of a sudden, what have I done? I've said yes to something when really, in all likelihood, maybe I was already the third person they had asked, right? But I make myself feel more important. I, I, I can I could kind of tell this story in my mind that I am indispensable to a lot of people. Here's another reason that I know I fill my calendar too full and maybe you do too. It's because uh, filling my calendar makes me busy and when I'm busy I don't have to think about you fill in the blank there, whatever that is for you. Did you ever find this happen to you? You get up in the morning and you know you've got that tough phone call that you've got to make or, or maybe uh, something you've got to go do that you're not looking forward to going and doing and all of a sudden you've got a lot of other things that you've got to get done, Right? I mean, I'll find myself vacuuming. I'm like, I never vacuum. Why am I doing this? Well, I don't want to do that. Or or maybe we just fill our, our, maybe it's not something specific we have to do, but there's a problem going on in our lives we don't want to think about that problem. And so if we can just keep ourselves busy and focused on other stuff, we don't have to face that issue that we really need to face. Folks, that's why the words of this verse are so important. God says we need to think carefully about how we live our lives. And and so I challenge you, when do you do that? When do you have a regular time where you could just sit back and look at your calendar and look at your priorities and think carefully about how you live? And I want to spend the rest of this message looking at three problems with being overscheduled. Three problems. Problems in our lives because of the way we fill our calendars, but, but even more importantly, I want to look at what God has done about those problems, God's answer to those problems for you and for me right here and right now. So the first problem is this when I am busy, when I overschedule myself, I'm exhausted. And I'm not talking about kind of the healthy kind of, it was a good day, I worked hard, I'm tired, I'm going to get a good night's sleep. Not that kind of tired, right? I'm talking about exhausted, like I can't move one more muscle, I can't think one more thought, and I'm putting my head on the pillow, and I know eight hours isn't going to be enough to get me back, right? You ever have those kind of days? I do. So... Here's what God has done about that. God has built rhythms into our lives, into how our lives work. And when we ignore those rhythms, it's at our own peril. But when we, when we honor those rhythms, it makes our lives so much better. Here's what I'm talking about. Did you know in the very beginning, after God created the universe, it says God created this universe in six days, and then do you remember what God did on the seventh day? It says, on the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation So he rested from all his work. Now, one time I was preaching on this and I said, even God had to rest. And somebody came up to me after church and said, that's not what it says. It doesn't say God had to rest. I don't think God had to rest. Okay, you're right. But he did. Maybe he didn't have to. Maybe he was just setting a good example for you and for me. But the reality is, the God of the universe rested after his week of work, when do you get a chance to rest? When do you have a day where, where you don't have to get a single thing accomplished, but where, where you could just just rest, know that God's got your back? See, you're supposed to have one of those every week. It's called the Sabbath, and as God, as God established his people, the children of Israel, and as he, he, he had put them here to live out how we're supposed to live out our lives as an example to others, he, he taught them this idea of Sabbath rest. Even when they were wandering out in the wilderness and God was feeding them with manna, do you remember this story? They'd get up every morning and there the manna would be uh, on the desert around them and they would go gather it and be able to eat it during the day. But God said, don't gather more than you need for one day because it's going to spoil. He wanted them to learn that every morning they could trust that he was going to show up and feed them because they wouldn't eat that next day if God didn't show up, except for one day a week. One day a week, he said, then gather twice as much, because tomorrow I want you to just relax. I got it covered. When do you get that chance? See, an important part of how we organize our calendars is setting aside time for rest. And and and, and knowing that, again, our success does not depend on ourselves. It depends on our God. And we could take that day of rest and not get anything done and know that God's got our back, He's in control. Here's problem number two. When, when you overschedule yourself, your life is out of control. Do you ever feel like that? that? That you're going through a week and you're just reacting. You're just reacting to whatever's getting thrown at you. You don't have time to think. Uh, you don't have time to plan. You, you're just kind of doing and you're in survival mode, right? Your life feels out of control. Um, again, God says we should think carefully about how we live. That, that, that we should make sure we're planning time uh, to plan I think one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was from a, a fellow pastor who told me that um, the beginning of his work week for him it was Tuesday morning for me that's Monday morning uh, he said that he set aside the first hour to first of all to make sure he spent time with God to begin his week and then to just kind of plan his week and when I first tried to do that, it was really hard because Monday morning, I want to get to work, right? I got a list of stuff I want to get going on. Uh, I want to start accomplishing something right away. But to, but to just sit back and to take those first couple of hours to be with God, be in his word, and then kind of look at my week and carefully plan my week makes a big difference. You should think carefully about how we live i love how the psalmist puts it this is in psalm one he says oh the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers but they delight in the law of the lord meditating on it day and night and then there's this beautiful image they are like trees planted along the riverbank bearing fruit each season their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. There's this image here of a person whose life is not out of control at all, but but they're in perfect control of their lives. Why? Because they have their roots deep in God's word, deep in God's plan for their life, deep in God's mission for their life. And because they've spent that time getting their roots deep into God's word and, and, and understanding his plan for their life, it doesn't matter whether it's flood or whether it's drought, they're gonna be okay their lives are not out of control. But here's the biggest reason why filling your calendar is a problem, and that's because when you fill your calendar, you miss appointments that God wants to put on your calendar. Let me explain a little bit more what I mean. There's this beautiful verse in Ephesians chapter two. It says this, we are God's masterpiece. The word here, by the way, is the word where we get our English word for poem. You ever think about that? You're God's poem you're God's masterpiece. That that means that that he carefully crafted you to be the person that you are today. That that he gave you your talents and your gifts and abilities. Dan mentioned before about our three colors class. That helps you understand the gifts that God has given you. It, we, we, God has given you your your abilities. He's he's given you your opportunities. And he's done that for a reason. He's created us anew through Christ Jesus. He's forgiven our sins for all the times that we failed so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Think about this for a minute. Long ago, before you were ever alive, God knew that you were going to be you. He he planned that. He he knew what your name was going to be. He he knew the skills and abilities he was going to give you. He knew where you were going to be born. He knew where you were going to live. He knew where you were going to work. And along the way, God planned good things for you to do, to make a difference in the lives of others, to make a difference in this world. So you see the problem? If we fill our calendar full of our stuff that we want to do, we don't leave any time for us to do the God things that he's planned for us to do. We miss those opportunities that he planned for us. That's why we need to have something called margin in our calendars. We need to intentionally plan time when we don't have anything planned so that we can be ready and available for what God has planned. Because you see, here's the problem. You can't go to iCal and sync God's calendar to yours, right? So you can schedule around that stuff, right? You got to just trust him. There's a a, a, a wonderful metaphor for this or or, uh, idea of this principle in the book of Ruth. Remember when we studied the book of Ruth uh, back earlier this year? There's one little side note one week that, that I want to make sure you didn't miss. When Naomi and Ruth come back to Bethlehem, they're poor, and so they need to eat. And, and so there was this rule among God's people, it's from the book of Leviticus, that when they harvested the crops, they weren't supposed to harvest them all, they were supposed to leave some space. And by leaving that space, there was food there for the poor, and, and good thing Boaz followed that rule. Because By following that rule, he had a chance to meet uh, Ruth and Naomi, and uh, they lived happily ever after. It's the same with our time. We're not supposed to schedule all of our time. We're not supposed to harvest all of our time and use it for ourselves. We're supposed to have some margin. We're supposed to leave some of that time unused so that God can use it in our lives. So that's my challenge for you. As we uh, wrap up this week, it's, it's to have that margin in your calendar. The psalmist put it this way. He said, so teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And, and by number our days, he wasn't just saying count the days off until the last one comes and you end up in the grave. He's talking about carefully looking at each day and planning each day for the Lord. So, with all that in mind, here's my to-do list for this week. And maybe it'll be yours too. First of all, this week I'm going to spend some time reminding myself why I'm here. Why am I on this earth? Why, why am I senior pastor at Trinity Lutheran Church? Why am I um, a, a husband and a father? Why am I here? What does God want me to be doing with my life? And, and then second of all, I'm going to find some stuff that I need to start saying no to. Because my calendar's just too full. And, uh, and my success does not depend on me. My, my sense of importance isn't based on saying yes to anything that people put in front of me. I need to, to know why I'm here and then use that. God's priorities as my priorities on what I say yes and what I say no to in my life. And then finally, I'm gonna start every week just marking off some time that I got nothing planned because I know if I open up that time, God will use it. That there are God appointments that I've been missing that I won't miss anymore if I make myself available for God to use in the lives of others. So who's with me? You ready to give that a try? All right, let's bow our heads and let's pray. Lord, um, we come before you this morning and we want to admit that, uh, that our calendars are a mess. We fill them so full of stuff, and we do it for lots of different reasons. Uh, among those reasons are uh, that we feel like that we're responsible for our success, or that, that the more busy we are, the more important that means we are. Or, or maybe, Lord, there's something in our lives that we don't want to think about or face, and being busy helps us avoid it. But, Lord, whatever the reason, I pray that you would help us create some margin so that, so that we can enjoy times of rest that you have given us, so that we can be Sabbath people, so, so that we can have time to sink our roots deep into your word for us, your plan for our lives. And finally, so that as we think carefully about how we live, we can be useful to you in your mission and in people's lives around us thank you for spending some time in God's Word with us during this message. It was recorded live in worship at Trinity Church in Lyle, Illinois, where God is leading us on our mission to look, live and love more like Jesus. Would you like to know more about a relationship with Christ? Or more about Trinity? Who we are, what we believe and where and when you might join us in worship or a growth group? Please visit our website at tlc4u.org That's the letters T-L-C- the number four and the letter u.org. May God bless you and yours abundantly through Jesus Christ. Thanks again for listening.